Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Sunday, everyone, and good afternoon. You're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. It's a solo show today. Hani will be joining us once again tomorrow. But in the meantime, we've got lots to share with you about what's happening in the tech world. And the news of the day has got to be the news about Facebook. It's been definitely going viral all over social media this weekend and we are not surprised since they did foreshadow this was coming and this was going to be in the works. Facebook has changed its company name to Meta and it is refocusing on virtual reality. Why did they change? Is this going to impact our apps, WhatsApp, Facebook and Instagram? Are their names going to change? And what's coming next? What's next for Facebook as this big change comes along? We're going to be sharing all those details in just a few moments. Right here in the heart of Sharjah, we've got lots of tech news as well when we're talking about remote learning. Because now that the COVID-19 pandemic has become easier to manage, luckily right here in the UAE, we've we've got it under control. We're starting to see the benefits of remote learning since students with chronic diseases can officially continue learning remotely right here in the heart of Sharjah. In the world of apps, lots is happening as well as we discuss TikTok testing a new tipping feature for some creators. I feel like they're getting a little jealous from Twitter and that's definitely a feature they've introduced earlier. And in the world of gadgets, we are once again talking about Meta because they've got their eyes on the Apple Watch and they are launching a new Apple Watch competitor we've got some leaked photos and leaked details about it that i can't wait to share with you in just a few moments lots and lots is still right now on the show so let's connect our world Distance learning, hybrid learning, home learning. These are all terms that have been on the tips of our tongues in the education world since COVID-19 changed our lives forever. We all know how stressful learning through the pandemic has been for parents, teachers, students, you name it. We've all been impacted by it and it's taken some time for students and teachers to kind of get the hang of it. However, we're also hearing a lot of inspiring stories of resourceful teachers, of resilient families who have met these challenges head on. They've made sure that students are continuing to learn and thrive in the new normal. And now that we are past that stressful or we can say dangerous zone of the COVID-19 pandemic right here in the UAE, we are way past it. We've learned how to live in this new normal and many schools either are either fully back in person or such as universities they've got that one week on campus one week off campus so remote learning is still there it's still in the picture and now we're actually starting to see the benefits of remote learning because students suffering from high-risk chronic diseases are immunocompromised because of an active long-term illness so they may not be able to interact with those around them as often as we can all do because they are more susceptible to getting sick or getting infected with certain diseases. Right here in Sharjah, it has been announced that these students can go ahead and continue their education online. They can pursue remote learning so that they can ensure their safety even way past COVID-19. Since now that COVID-19 has become, you know, it's the pandemic that we live in, people tend to forget that there are other diseases out there. 
and there are people who are more susceptible to catching diseases than others. This is exactly why the Sharjah Private Education Authority said and announced that students in four categories will be exempt from the mandatory full return to in-person learning at the at the Sharjah's uh, private schools. So in addition to those with medical conditions, just like I've mentioned, or those who are immunocompromised, students who are healthy but live with parents or family members who may have a serious chronic disease or are at risk in comparison to other because of their immunity, they will also be allowed to continue distant learning. They will need to submit a detailed medical report of the condition and they need to have that report attested by a consultant or a specialist physician that is licensed uh, from the Ministry of Health and Prevention. However, apart from that, they'll be able to continue their education without putting their health at risk. This report Needs be to, needs to be presented to the school clinic. So it needs to, to describe what is the health condition. They need to give evidence of the risk of contracting COVID-19 if that student goes ahead and physically attends classes. But this can also give a great opportunity to these students to still continue their learning. One other category that the Sharjah Private Education has allowed to go ahead and continue remote learning is actually for students who are stuck in their home countries due to travel restriction. This is great for students who are trying to pursue education, maybe continue their degree at a university right here in Sharjah, but are unable to come here in person because of either lockdown regulations in their home country or just inability to travel. So even if you are one of those students or if you're quarantining because you got COVID-19, this will not stop you from getting your education. You can go ahead and continue learning remotely. In all these cases, students do have to give official documents, which is totally understandable. But nonetheless, we're starting to finally see the fruits of remote learning because it's now more important than ever for schools and individuals, parents, students to make sure that the tech they have is up to date. The tech they have is able to handle remote learning. So a lot of schools have actually made different moves to evolve their IT labs, to implement computer science and programming into their curriculum to make sure that all students are able to kind of keep keep up with remote learning and the advancements that we are witnessing. Text us in at 4215, do it a lot or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Let us know, have you enjoyed remote learning? Now, there are two sides of the story. Some people are going to say, no, it was the worst idea ever. I kept falling asleep during class. But to many, it was actually a blessing in disguise. So let us know which side do you fall in. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you are one of those students who is immunocompromised, do you love this new decision about being able to continue remote learning even if COVID-19 is no longer in the picture. We'd love to hear your thoughts. But coming up on Future Talk, we are going to be discussing the news of the weekend. Facebook changing its name, or at least the company's name, to Metaverse. Why? How? Is this going to change the names of the application? What's next for Metaverse? We're going to be discussing all those details in just a few moments. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. The news that has been hitting headlines everywhere this past weekend. The news that actually got everyone a little shocked at such a random change. 
But honestly, I feel like it was on the way. It was in the making for quite some time. Facebook decided to change its name. They decided to switch off to Meta. And that change is reflecting the company's future and what they're eyeing in their journey. Now, it's been an interesting change because a lot of people were confused by it. Some people came out saying, is, does this mean we're no longer going to call Facebook Facebook or Instagram Instagram or WhatsApp WhatsApp? But the reality of it is these apps are still going to be named the exact same thing. Facebook only decided to rename its company, rebrand what its company stands for. And this is a change that we've seen with other tech giants as well. If we look back in history to Google, back a couple of years back, Google decided to change its company's name from the search engine Google to Alphabet. And the reason behind this change was to reflect that they were going to become a lot more than simply the company that represents the search engine that everyone knows and everyone refers to Google by it. They wanted to become more involved in gadgets, in products, in different services. And that's what they've been doing in the past few years. Facebook, in a very similar move, decided to do the exact same thing. They decided to name their company Meta to stand for Metaverse, which has been the latest buzzword that has been capturing the tech industry's imagination so much that one of the best known internet platform decided that we will go ahead and name our company behind it so that we can hopefully achieve it one day. So Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, announced on Thursday that he is going to be changing the company's name to Meta Platforms Inc. or Meta for short. And he said that this will be the best change that this company will ever witness. Now, Zuckerberg and the team have never been on the same page. So a lot of Facebook's team came out saying that this is not the best move that the company could have ever chosen for itself. However, according to the Zuckerberg, he decided that this will help bring the internet to life or at least kind of give it a 3D vibe. Zuckerberg des described the new name as a virtual environment that you can go inside of instead of just looking at on a screen, which is basically the structure we've seen with social media. You scroll down your newsfeed, you scroll down the Instagram, you scroll down chats on WhatsApp, but he wants to do something different. And that's exactly why he decided to include the name Meta, which stands for Metaverse. What will we be able to do in the metaverse? That's a question that a lot of people have been thinking about, you know? Great vision, Mark. Great concept. But what's next, you know? What's the point of changing the company's name? He wants to go virtual. So he wants people to be able to, let's say, take a trip online, go ahead and buy and try on digital clothing, go to a virtual conf conference or a concert maybe. And this is the vision through Meta. So they have launched meeting software for companies called the Horizon Workrooms, where people can actually use the Oculus VR headsets and watch these meetings through. So they're trying to rebrand in a way that they can introduce new gadgets or new products that support that 3D vision. The other question that a lot of people have been wondering is, will Facebook going all in on the metaverse change the social media platform? That's a big vision that Mark Zuckerberg has. But as for right now, what we've seen is that we've had a lot of employees, former employees, whistleblowers come out saying that Facebook's main aim is to make profit. They don't really care about the public good and they want to change that picture. They want to make sure that this new company, this new project is reflecting that the consumer is their number one priority. I want to hear from all of you. What are your thoughts about Meta? Because many people have actually been worried that 
this new introduction will actually be another way of Facebook getting more of our data. Because looking at it, you know, implementing 3D, having uh, more virtual content, it's, it's such a great concept, but it also depends on our data. You know, we will need to give in our data sets, we will need to give in our posts, our playlists. They need to know more about us to be able to cater to us more. And that's a move that may give Facebook a little bit more hate, if if I'm not mistaken, since that's that's the main cause behind all of the reports that we've been seeing in the past few months of them abusing our own information. So Metaverse, the new name of Facebook's company or the Meta for short, and that's the name that we're very happy to announce, according to Mark Zuckerberg, but a name that I'm not sure how it's going to be making its way through the public. We've also got some news about them actually already kind of eyeing different industries when it comes to gadgets and applications that we are going to be giving you in just a few moments. So make sure you keep Pulse 95 log. Share with us your thoughts about what you think of Meta. Our text lines are open. 4215, do it slot or sign into our DMs at Pulse 95 Radio. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? TikTok is getting a little bit jealous from Twitter and their new feature where you can actually go ahead and tip content creators. And that's exactly why they have decided to experiment with a brand new tool that allows us as users to go ahead and tip some creators on TikTok directly on their profiles. Now, this is a feature that was introduced this week to basically help a lot of creators make money out of the content that they do, as if they don't already make enough money. Now, we do know that TikTok has actually been going through a move where they want to create more revenue for their creators, whether that was through the live options that they've been giving, where you can create challenges or play games with your fellow content creators, and this way they can make some money out of it. But TikTok creator that goes by the name Jara Bean has noticed that they have introduced a new in-app payment feature. So any money that you want to give to a certain creator will go directly to that individual, meaning that TikTok is not going to be taking any cut from it. They will not be getting any benefits out of it. So you can go ahead to the person's let's say profile there are some regulations for this so for you to for a certain creator to be qualified for this feature the account has to have a good standing on the platform meaning they have to at least have a 100,000 followers base they need to have a specific age so 16 years and above they have to agree to tiktok's tip terms or tipping terms and if they do meet all these criteria then they can go ahead and apply for the tool yet it's still not clear which fault or which users will be approved and which won't be approved so we're still waiting on the guidelines from tiktok in regards to that however the application does seem to go smoothly with tipping creators so that tiktoker that we were talking about she saw that on her account there was a tip button where any of her followers can go ahead and tip her let's say $5, $10, $15, or even just a minimum of $1. And that platform allowed all the money to be sent to her without TikTok, the company itself, or ByteDance to take any percentage from it. So users do have to be at a specific age. There are certain regulations for it. However, in the bigger picture, it does seem like a copy-paste feature of what Twitter introduced just a couple of months ago. I want to hear all your thoughts. 4215, do it this a lot or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. Do you believe 
that TikTok, Twitter, we've seen so many social medias now introduce this feature of tipping creators. Is it the way to go or do you feel like with with platforms like this, you should be creating content for the sole reason of people enjoying it without necessarily acting with it like it's a street performance you know with street performance performance i would understand this is their only way of making money they have a talent that they're going after but when it comes to social media we do know that they they're still getting a cut there there are still sponsorships there are still ads that they make they also get a lot of money from just the views and the likes sometimes so do we really need to go ahead and tip these creators as well on the platform and is it just causing the platform to turn into kind of like a charity-based approach rather than a watch-based approach. Let me know your thoughts. Our text lines are open for 215 salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Taking a short break, but when we come back, we are talking all about the UAE launching the most powerful Earth imaging satellite in 2023. I'm so excited to talk about this story because we've seen the UAE definitely soaring when it comes to the space industry. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Check this out. Check this out. The UAE is a country of first, and that is no different when it comes to the space industry. We've seen so many achievements, starting with the first Emirati astronaut, different satellites being launched to outer space. Also, the first female Emirati astronaut is actually about to head to her mission in just a couple of weeks. So, so many accomplishments have been happening when it comes to the UAE collaborating with international companies, but also localizing its own space products. And today we're talking about the UAE launching the region's most powerful Earth imaging satellite in the year 2023. This is the largest worldwide and in the Arab region. So you can only imagine what a pride it is to be talking about it today. So this will be the biggest and most powerful satellite and it goes by the name MBZSat. It's actually going to be going on the basically carried by the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket in the year 2023 and it was named after Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed who is the Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi and Deputy Supreme Count Commander of the Armed Forces. It will be three times more efficient than Khalifa satellite which was actually the first UAE built satellite that was launched back in 2018. Many of us may be wondering what's the importance of launching such satellites? Well, the main aim of the MBZSat is to basically have access to a strong Earth observation satellite in outer space. So they also, the UAE also wants to build in partnership with locally based private companies so that they can also diversify their economic impact. This satellite is a hefty one. It weighs about 700 kilograms and it will be launched on a rideshare mission on a Falcon 9 rocket. Now, the Space Center in the UAE did say that they've received a competitive price from the launch provider, which is the reason why they've picked the Falcon 9 rocket. In the past few years, we've seen the UAE soaring when it comes to achievements in outer space and also localization of space projects. It's easy for a country to partner with international companies to launch different satellites, different missions to outer space, but to be able to do this locally, that is where the secret lies. Now, the preparation is currently underway. 
So many Emirati engineers are actually manufacturing the flight model, working on perfecting it. And this is going to be the second Emirati satellite to be developed and built by a team of Emirati engineers. With the Khalifa Sat satellite, the UAE actually built 90% of the mechanical structure of the satellite. Can you imagine? 90% were locally built. And the manufacturing, 50% of it, was actually also done right here in the UAE. We've also seen so many women take part in the development of the Khalifa Sat and the same story is happening now with the MBZ Sat. So the participation of women is actually more than 45%. And this is no surprise since just yesterday we've actually seen and it has been announced that the UAE is actually one of the safest countries in the world, top safest countries in the world where women feel safe walking alone, women feel safe to participate in the tech industry, in the space sector, you name it. We don't have any separation between genders or males or females. Now, the Mohammed Badashid Space Center in Dubai has actually been working on this satellite for quite some time and we are hoping that the launch would be happening in the year 2023. But apart from that, they're also, uh, the team at the Mohammed Barashid Space Center are also looking at making the UAE a leading country in space systems even beyond the MBZ SAT. So they're currently partnering with local companies to help create jobs in the UAE, create more advanced technology and benefit the economy in different ways. This satellite will also have the UAE's biggest telescope. This telescope has a high-resolution camera that can take images from 500 kilometers above Earth's surface. 500 kilometers! I can't even imagine how amazing those photos would look like. There's also an advanced electrical propulsion system which basically uses ionized particles which will help make accurate movement for this satellite when it goes to outer space. The center has teamed up with ground networks to offer 24-hour coverage, meaning images taken by this MBZ satellite can be downloaded by any center any place at any time even if the satellite is not over the coverage area it'll always be connected with us back here on earth this is going to be one of the best inventions that we've ever seen coming from the uae and i cannot wait to see it come into fruition in the year 2023 i would love to hear your thoughts about it and if you have actually witnessed the launch of khalifa sat back in 2018 it was an unforgettable moment and i can't wait to hear your thoughts about it coming up on future talk once again we're back to talking about Meta and their new competition to the Apple Watch. Will it be worth buying? That's the question that a lot of people have been thinking about in this week. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Meta platforms. It's 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 weird saying the name. I'm so used to saying Facebook. I'm so used to saying Facebook the company, but you know what? It's it's not a new year. We're almost, they should have launched it in the new year, honestly. It would have been like new year, new Facebook or new year, new Meta. Regardless, now the reality is Facebook's company is known as Meta and not Facebook anymore. And they are eyeing a big industry. Ladies and gentlemen, it's only been a couple of days since they've been called Meta and they've already launched an Apple Watch competitor. What do you mean? Why are we eyeing the Apple Watch? I mean, honestly... Have they not learned from all the different variety or variations that we've seen? Whether it was the Fitbit, whether it was Pixel launching different smartwatches or many other platforms. And none of them actually hit the hype or made the hype as the Apple Watch did. Regardless though, their new smartwatch that they are 
deciding to launch very soon, is going to be coming with a front-facing camera around its screen, which is very similar to what we've seen with the Apple Watch in the past few years. Many leaked images would come out that this is going to be the new face of the Apple Watch, but nonetheless, they were never implemented. The photo that was leaked by Meta did show a watch with a screen and a case that's slightly curved at the edges, very similar to the Apple Watch design. The front-facing camera is, though, similar to what you would see on a smartphone. So the image that you take would appear at the bottom of the display. There's a control button for the watch on the right side, and you can even go ahead and control that watch using the new smart glasses that Facebook actually launched a couple of months ago in partnership with Ray-Ban. So they want to link all their gadgets together to encourage customers to buy them all together. The image that Meta launched on the company's uh, website was actually controlling its new smart glasses with the coming to fruition Meta Watch. Now the watch has a detachable wrist strap. It appears to be a button at the top of the watch case. It also has a large display that mimics the style of the Apple Watch rather than the more basic fitness tracker that we've seen with the Google's Fitbit or even the Garmin. The camera does suggest that the product will probably be used for video conferencing, which is kind of the vision that uh, Facebook or Meta has had for the future of these social media platforms. They want video conferencing to become a part of the platform and they want it to be the reason why the Meta Fitband fit or smartwatch stands out. Apple's smartwatch does not have a camera nor do rival products. Uh, you can control your camera, the iPhone camera, with your smartwatch but it does not have a watch on its own and that is the case also with different products from companies like Samsung Electronics. They don't have a camera in their smartwatch. Now, Facebook has been planning to launch its first watch as early as 2022, which could potentially happen since they did announce the launch of Meta now. So a couple of months, they would uh, it would make sense for them to launch their first product. However, nothing has been revealed yet by Meta, the company. They're also currently working on three generations of the product that they want to launch at different time frames. So they may have the Meta 1, watch meta 2 watch who knows and they would launch it at different times now they're also trying to launch specific apps that would be compatible with this watch and they would be compatible with iphones and android devices so one example would be an app they have in in the works that is known as facebook view so this would allow you to actually control as we've mentioned the glasses with the fit or the fitband or the smartwatch all at once the smartwatch could also be a new step for meta to go ahead and enter the major hardware category even deeper they also want to start incorporating the virtual reality headsets that they've previously launched and the portal video chat devices all together. So they are working on what they will call the Project Cambria. So it mixes virtual and augmented reality all at once and it introduces different gadgets to be able to use these different features and these new softwares. Big plans for Meta in the pipeline. I'm excited to see what they have in store. One funny thing though I've seen about Meta is the fact that their logo or their icon is actually not as original as they made it seem like. I remember seeing, I'm trying to remember the company's name. Um, it's not, it does not go by the name Meta. I think it was Me Emotions or some emotional intelligence company. They have the exact same logo in red and they actually use that to their own benefit. They posted on their LinkedIn saying, 
You know what? We're glad that Facebook felt inspired by our emotional intelligence and decided to use the exact same logo. So much for being original. <laughs> I feel like Mark Zuckerberg should have given that logo some thought. Uh, still, st- he's still stuck to the same color of Facebook, the the bright blue color. But he used that infinity sign, or it's similar to an infinity sign, to kind of showcase that they will be living for a very long time. Even though the whistleblower, uh, their former employee Francis Hogan, they all gave a lot of articles and many reports and research studies that did show. That may they may have a short life as they expose them to the public of how they like to prioritize profit over public good. Let's see, let's see what Meta has in store for all of us, and hopefully that does not include kind of using our privacy and using our data to grow bigger. I want to hear all of your thoughts for two one five. Do it a lot or sign into our DMs at Pulse ninety five Radio. If Meta, the new Facebook, were to launch a brand new Apple Watch, would you go ahead? I kept saying a brand new Apple Watch. I'm so stuck on Apple Watches. They would launch a brand new smartwatch. Would you go ahead and buy it? Or would you rather stick to the Apple Watch, the Fitbit, or even the Samsung Galaxy Watch? Future Talk is coming to an end. Thank you so much for lending us your ears for this hour. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you keep Pulse95 locked because we've got a lot of shows lined up for you. Coming up is Afternoon Karak with Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah from 4 to 5 p.m. Giving you the latest on what is happening in pop culture. I'll see you once again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Only here on Pulse95.